Good morning. Got in last night at 1.30, so I'm not on. If I fall asleep while I'm talking to you, you'll understand. <laughs> Had a good meeting in Tennessee. Psalm 70. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and confounded that seek after my soul. Let them be turned backward and put to confusion that desire my hurt. Let them be turned back for a reward of their shame that say, Aha! Aha! Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. And let such as love thy salvation say continually, let God be magnified. But I am poor and needy. Make haste unto me, O God, thou art my help and my deliverer, O Lord Make no tarrying. Let's pray. Lord, we ask in Christ's name that you'd make haste and help us. Make haste and deliver us. We ask that we might be privileged and blessed by your grace to hear your gospel. In the power of your spirit. Lord we confess our sins. We pray that we might be found in Christ. We pray for the forgiveness of our sins. We pray that you would allow us to worship thy dear son. Be with all your people wherever they meet together. Accept our thanksgiving. Lord we're so thankful for who you are. We're so thankful for all your glorious attributes. We're so thankful for your blessed son that you'd give him to die for our sins. We stand amazed. Bless us for Christ's sake. In his name we pray, amen. <clears throat> now you'll notice in the title that David calls this a psalm of remembrance. A psalm of remembrance. Now what is the significance to that? We forget. We quickly forget. You know, I think of the Lord's table. The Lord said, this do in remembrance of me. Why would he say that if we weren't in danger of forgetting? And David calls this a psalm of remembrance. Now, he says in verse 1, Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste. To help me. Look at the end of the verse, oh, or the psalm, O oh Lord, make no tarrying, make haste to help me. Now, what is meant by that? I've had several surgeries. I've had a esophagectomy, I've had a splenectomy, I've had a hole drilled in my head. And when I have those surgeries, 
they hurt. There is genuine pain. And I don't say, well, I'd like some help with this tomorrow. I want it now. I want it now. Make haste. Not tomorrow. Right now. And that's what David is saying in his desperation. Make haste to help me, O Lord. If I'm not in a hurry to be delivered, my talk of needing deliverance is just talk. Make haste to help me, O Lord. I love this um, desire for help. I thought of the Syrophoenician woman when the Lord uh, said, it's not right. It's not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. He said, I'm not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now think of the way he was talking to her. She asked for mercy. He says, I'm not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I've only come to save the elect. That's exactly what that means. You know what she said? She came and worshipped him and said, Lord, help me. Help me. If you don't help me, I won't be helped. I need your help. Oh, don't, don't we need the Lord's help this morning? Make haste to help me, O Lord. Verse 2, let them be ashamed and confounded that seek after my soul. Let them be turned backward and put to confusion that desire my hurt. Now these are, first of all, the words of the Lord Jesus Christ when he prays against those who will not believe. Uh, that's throughout the Psalms called his imprecatory desires where he desires uh, justice and judgment against those people who hate him. But David's also talking about himself and we've all had people who wish us ill. And that's a painful thing, isn't it? When someone actually wishes me ill. It may be a malicious person. It may be uh, somebody who has no love for our gospel and wishes to see us fall so they can say, ah, there's nothing to his gospel. Look what's done for him. Look how he's conducted himself. And it's difficult to have somebody wishing you ill. And that's what David is speaking of this time. Now, notice he says, let them be ashamed and confounded that seek after my soul. Let them be turned backward and put to confusion that desire my hurt. Now, I love the way we can say with regard to everyone that wants to put us to confusion and have us um, hurt, have us exposed. And that's what somebody wishes toward you. If they desire your ill, they want you to be exposed as a bad person. They want you to be destroyed. They want you to be seen in a, in a light of... of um, there's nothing to their faith. Look, look at their conduct. Look at their act. Well, what's the answer to this? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Nothing to be laid to my charge. Not guilty. And that's the only thing that satisfies my conscience. When people are wanting, wishing us ill, remember who I am in God's sight. Because of what Christ has done for me, I'm without sin, I'm without guilt, I stand just before God. And that's the only 
comfort, really, when, when someone wishes you ill, they're in God's hand. And everything they're doing anyway, the Lord's in control of for your good and for his glory. I love what Shemai, uh, when Shemai was cursing David, and Abishai said, you want me to go take his head off? He said, no, the Lord said curse David. Whatever ill somebody's wishing you, they're in the Lord's hand. And it's for your good and his glory. I wish I'd always believe that instead of getting upset. Just believe that. God is in control. And, but he says, uh, let them be put to confusion that desire my hurt. Verse 3, let them be turned back for a reward of their shame that say, aha, aha. Now that's the word somebody uses when they say, gotcha, aha, you've been exposed. And that's what they said um, to the Lord on the cross. Aha, so would we have it. They would wag their heads in mocking shame. And you know, that's that's so evil, isn't it? I, may the Lord, it's in my heart, but I don't want to see anyone, aha, you've been found out. You've been, you've been exposed. I hope everybody sees what you really are. What a, do you want everybody to see what you really are? Um, I was listening to Bruce Crabtree preach, I think it was last night. He said, if you knew what I've done, I'd have to run out of here. And everybody, every believer feels that way. Every believer understands that. And this, this thing of, aha, aha, so would we have it. You've been exposed. Now, verse 4. Let all those that seek thee. Now, here's the difference between a believer and an unbeliever. A believer seeks the Lord. Everybody seeks something. Everybody seeks peace. Everybody seeks happiness. Are you happy? You know, I'll be honest with you. I hate that question. Are you happy? What's that got to do with it? Um, are you in Christ? What else needs to be? You know, I, the, I always... Uh, I'm always concerned when I hear somebody say, I want to be happy. I think, uh-oh, <laughs> who are they going to step on to make sure they stay happy? Um, happiness is not the issue. Knowing the Lord is the issue. Being in him is the issue. And as far as that goes, do what you're supposed to do, and whether you're happy or not, that's fine. <laughs> Amen? May the Lord put that in our hearts. But here's what a believer does. He seeks the Lord. David said, when thou said, seek ye my face, my heart said, thy face, O Lord, will I seek. Now that's, there's where we're at. We want to seek the Lord, don't we? That's the best thing. Somebody says, what should I do? Seek the Lord. I don't know what you should do, but I know you ought to do this. Seek the Lord. What should I do? Seek the Lord the Lord. He said, seek ye my face. Seek the Lord. Now, let all those that seek thee, and that's every believer, let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Now, here's the key. I want to rejoice and be glad. Well, I do too, but um, the key to this verse is 
in thee. In thee. All of God's salvation is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen to this scripture. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Every blessing God has is in Christ and every believer has them all. Now, isn't that a reason to rejoice and be glad? Accepted in the beloved. Of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That's a reason to rejoice, isn't it? Rejoice and be glad in thee. You know, the Lord said this. He said, these things have I uh, spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In me. Not in your works, not in your experience. In me, you might have peace. In the world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Oh, the, to think that I'm complete in him. Complete? I rejoice in that. I'm glad about that, aren't you? Um. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. And let such as love thy salvation say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Now, here's what I see. Let such as love thy salvation. Don't you love the way salvation is called his salvation? Salvation is of the Lord. Now, I hope that's never just a, a, a cliche with us. Salvation is of the Lord. If I'm saved, it's of the Lord. He did it. Salvation's of the Father in electing me. Salvation's of the Son in redeeming me and giving me his righteousness Salvation is of the Spirit in regenerating me and giving me a new heart. Faith to believe. Repentance. Salvation is of the Lord. Every aspect of salvation is of the Lord. Now, the salvation of the gospel. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation. There is no salvation apart from the gospel, is there? It is the power of God unto salvation salvation the gospel salvation is of the lord the writer to the hebrews called it so great a salvation it glorifies every attribute of god listen to how great this is the salvation of god glorifies and honors every attribute of god and completely saves the sinner what's better than that salvation is of the lord now, if you rejoice in his salvation, let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee, and let such as love thy salvation. Do you love his salvation? Do you love being saved by him? Do you love it that salvation is all of grace? Do you love it that Christ is salvation? Do you love being complete in him? Do you love that? I do. I love his salvation. 
I, his salvation is so glorious that takes somebody like me and makes me acceptable to God, that makes it to where I am without sin before God, that makes everything work together for my good and his glory. Yeah, I love, I love his salvation, don't you? Let such as love thy salvation say continually, nonstop, all the time, let God be magnified. Oh, his salvation glorifies him. And we love him being magnified in his salvation. Now, I want to spend the rest of the time on verse 5. Now, this is David's um, statement with regard to himself. And he says this over ten times in the Psalms. And once again, it's the Lord speaking from the cross, too. You know that. He became poor. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. Christ being poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. But this is David's description of himself. Ten times at least, this man who was fabulously wealthy financially, he was a king and he was very wealthy. But here was his assessment of himself. I am poor and I am needy. I am poor. What's the first beatitude? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, what are you when you're poor? You don't have one thing to recommend you to God that comes from you. You can't claim anything before God. Well, at least I have this. No, if you're poor, you do not have anything to recommend you to God. The only thing you have which makes you rich is Christ alone. Are you poor? David said, I'm poor. I have nothing to recommend me. I'm poor and I have great needs. I'm poor, but that doesn't mean I'm not needy. I have great needs. Poor and needy. Now, I love that scripture. He healed them that had need of healing. The whole need not a physician, but they that are sick, poor and needy. Now, let me express my need, and I know I'm going to be expressing your need as well. I'm poor. I don't have anything to recommend me to God that comes from me. Not one thing, not, not one feeling, not one thought. Poor. I need God to be sovereign and will my salvation. I need him to be sovereign. Not only do I believe that he's sovereign, and that means he controls everything and everybody. That means he's the first cause of everything. Not only do I believe he's sovereign, I need him to be sovereign. 
or I will not be saved. Do you need his sovereignty? I, this is not the doctrine of God's sovereignty. This is the doctrine of my need. I need him to be, I need him to will my salvation. I need him to give commandment to save me. Like David said, thou hast given commandment to save me. Oh, I need that. I need the Bible to be the word of God. This is not just a, 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 a doctrine of we believe the Bible is the inspired word of God. Well, yeah, we do. But I need the Bible to be the word of God because if we don't have the word of God, what do we have? My opinion and your opinion. My thoughts and your thoughts. My ideas of God and your ideas of God. And if that's all we have, we're in trouble. I need the Bible to be the word of God, to tell me who God is. I can't be dependent upon a man. I can't be dependent upon man's thoughts. I want it there in writing. There it is, the word of God. I need that. I can't trust anything else except the inspired word of God. I need the word of God to reveal the gospel to me, to reveal to me who I am. You know, I need the word of God to explain to me who I am. It's the word of God that lets me know I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. Let me repeat that. I'm a sinner. I'm not proud of that, but that's what I am in and of myself. Nothing but sin. How would I know that without the word of God? And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Would you understand that about yourself without the word of God? I'm so thankful for the word of God. And you know what else I need? Being what the word of God describes me to be, I need God to elect me to salvation. Election is not just a, a, a well, yeah, the Bible teaches election. Well, it does. There's no doubt about that. Somebody that doesn't preach election doesn't preach the gospel. Let me repeat that. Somebody that doesn't preach election doesn't preach the gospel. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Who chose who? He chose us. When? Before the foundation of the world. But I need God to elect me. Because if he doesn't elect me, I won't be saved. This is, a, this is the need. This isn't just, well, I believe the five points. Well, congratulations. It, uh, it, this is more than, uh, I need God to choose me. Or I won't be saved. I need Jesus Christ to die for me and pay for my sins and accomplish my salvation. The only hope I have right now while I'm talking to you is that Jesus Christ paid for my sins. That's it. If you take that away from me, I won't be saved. This is one of the reasons, and, and I, let me, I, I hope I can speak this the way it ought to be said, but I hate that teaching that says that Jesus Christ paid for everybody's sins, and yet some of those people's sins that he paid for are going to wind up in hell anyway. I hate that. I hate it. You know why? Because it takes away my only hope. I know for sure that if he can... If, if he can pay your sins, pay for your sins, and you can wind up in hell anyway, I know I'll wind up in hell. My only hope 
is that he actually paid the debt when he said, it is finished, my salvation was accomplished. I need that to be so. I need God the Holy Spirit. I need God to elect me. I need Christ to die for me and accomplish my salvation. I need God the Holy Spirit to invincibly and irresistibly give me life. I need to be birthed of the Spirit. I need to be given a new heart. I know exactly what David meant when he said, Create in me a clean heart, O God. If you don't create in me this heart, I won't be saved. I need a new heart. I need to be, I need God's grace here. You know, it's, it's called uh, irresistible grace. Somebody says, I don't like that. I do. I need irresistible grace. I need him to give me grace. And you see, I hate it. Uh, here's another thing. I'm talking about what I hate right now. I hate it when people say God offers you this or God offers salvation or God offers forgiveness or God offers anything. <sighs> No, he doesn't offer salvation, he saves. Big difference. He doesn't offer you forgiveness, he forgives. He doesn't offer you life, he gives life. Big difference, isn't there? I need his grace to be invincible and irresistible with regard to me. Lord, save me by your grace. Cause me to believe, cause me to repent, cause me to love. Cause me to walk with you as Enoch walked with God. I, I need his grace. And you know what else I need? I need. David said, I'm poor and I'm needy. I need him to preserve me. I need him to cause me to walk with Christ all the way until I die. I need him to preserve me, to keep me, because I know this, if he doesn't keep me, I won't be kept. Kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. I need to be kept. Keep me. Keep me. Now, I'm poor. I don't have anything to bring to the table. I don't have one thought, one feeling, one work that God could accept. I'm poor. But although I'm poor, I have great needs. I need the Lord to do for me what I cannot do for myself. I'm poor and I am needy. And so when he says I'm poor and needy, he can't say, well, I'm poor and needy. And if you're poor and needy, you know what you're going to say? Make haste, oh Lord, to help me. You're, you're not going to be indifferent about this. You're not going to be apathetic about it. Make haste to help me right now, Lord. I need your grace. You, you know, um, this thing of making haste, if you're in pain, <laughs> You're not interested in relief for tomorrow. You're interested in relief for right now. Make haste to help me, O oh Lord. <clears throat>
I love the song, I need thee, precious Jesus, for I am full of sin. My soul is dark and guilty. My heart is dead within. I need the cleansing fountain where I can always flee the blood of Christ most precious, the sinner's perfect plea. I need thee. I'm poor and I'm needy. And guess what? He saves every poor and needy sinner. You come to him right now as poor and needy in your heart. You know what? You'll be received. He said, him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out.